Emily has been gearing up to tell me this. So I'm at the edge of my seat. It kind of just came to me on the spot, but I feel like I should take it and roll with it because it's really relevant. Andy Cohen. Here we go. Three, two, one. I may not be the Wuhan bat, but I will rock your world. Oh. (laughs) Real Housewives of Wuhan, guys. Plot twist. Here it is. The Real Housewives of my living room. The Real Housewives of Chinese Conspiracies. This is it. Welcome. Welcome. Taylor, take welcome, it away. Welcome to Wuhan. <laughs> welcome to Wuhan. Mine oh my God. Do you think Wuhan's going to be like a super popular travel destination now? Imagine. No, like here is our COVID museum. No. Here is the exact spot of the outbreak. You can take a picture with it for $300. If Andy Cohen isn't securing the rights to the real housewives of the Wuhan Batcave. There's a problem. What is he doing? The real housewives of Beverly Hills are back and this has been arguably the most epic season premiere now I have to tell you guys I'm not a housewives junkie I actually only watch the Beverly Hills because we interview them all the time and basically like I'm residing on Lisa Vanderpump's horse like in her yard (laughs) no I feel like I could write the Wikipedia pages for every single Bravo show even though I, I don't watch any of them consistently I just do my homework before interviews and then I pretend like I am the biggest fan clawing at their feet. With that said, we are going to do a little reflection today on all of our insane housewives encounters because, my God, the Wuhan bat is rolling in its grave. (laughs) We know it has one. No, it actually is dead, you guys. So, (laughs) Or is it? It was eaten. Or it could have come back up. You know, like, oh my God, did it? Okay, anyway. Um, Bill Gates, get on board with Andy Cohen, do a Watch What Happens Live, and tell us the tea. We need it. So we want to take a stroll down memory lane, and you guys see a very specific version of our Real Housewives gals on the screen. We really wanted to peel the curtain back a little bit further because we know the ladies of Beverly Hills very well and on a deeper level than you, Sadie, in Tennessee, or you, Hillary, in Nebraska, might be thinking that they are on your TV. I want to go into this by just saying and talking about and reflecting on and writing dissertations on how shook we are that Garcelle is the new reigning queen of the Housewives franchise after one episode when Emily, you and I have had so many interviews with her in the last few years because she shows up to every red carpet under the sun and she will be your backup, 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 backup interview. And now suddenly she's calling the shots on Andy Cohen's head. And not only that, Garcelle, is like the neighborhood mom next door. You'll casually see her in the Ralph's aisle. You might run into her in Barnes and Noble. Hell, you might use the same math teacher for your children. Garcelle is out and about in Beverly Hills in Studio City. She is that bitch. You have seen her. You know about her. She may even have been to your HOA meeting one time. And then suddenly, by some grace of God, a Bravo producer was like, we need some black girl magic up here. And suddenly, maybe Gabrielle Union declined. They couldn't get Beyonce. Somehow, through some mysterious force of nature, they ended up with Garcelle. And you know what? It is actually working in their favor. So props to Andy Cohen. Nobel Peace Prize is en route. And poor Garcelle, because I was watching the first episode being like, this poor lady has to deal with these crazy, unhinged white bitches for hours on end. I mean, this poor girl. Like, no wonder they're already calling her the reigning champ of the world. Because, my God, 
dealing with all of these facelifts in one hour of the day. I mean, you can only take so much. And I was actually there when they filmed an episode. Um, It's coming up. Sutton has a party at her store she runs. And Garcelle, all the women were there. That bitch can hold her own. I interviewed her and I saw her dynamic with the girls. She fits right in. She doesn't take shit from anybody. I saw her had a little altercation with somebody. I won't say who, but she gives it right back to people, throws it in their face. She is not one to play. It's so funny you say that, Em, because I actually was so surprised, not so much watching the premiere episode, but watching her Watch What Happens Live episode afterwards with Dorit, because In person, Garcelle is the sweetest human being on planet Earth. Literally, she every time I talk to her, she's like, let me tell you about my sons. Oh, hi, honey. How are you? And she lives in my neighborhood. So sometimes I'll literally see her at Sweet Butter. Like my old next door neighbor was literally 100 years old and a writer and worked at Barnes and Noble. And she talked about how like Garcelle would come in with her sons and buy books from her. Like Garcelle is the Mother Teresa of the Valley. And I was so surprised to see how like shady she was on Watch What Happens Live because she was like shading Kyle. I don't know if you saw this. And like Andy was like, who do you like the least? Who was the most not welcoming? And every single one, Carcel was just like, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> to every answer. And I was so surprised because I feel like her and Kyle are the in person the most alike. Like so oh. fun, so like down to earth, like really funny, no holds bar, like don't give a shit. But that's the issue because they're so alike that they probably clash. Like oh. Kyle for a while, I think, Okay, rhyming. Hello, hi. Um, I think she honestly thought once LVP left, this is her time to be the rising queen. She and LVP have always kind of fought for that top dog role. Kyle's like, it's my time to shine. They'll probably put some like average wannabe or like add Camille back to the mix. I'm sure she would have loved that because Camille would buy her coffee and give her pedicures all day. Maybe like an Eileen throwback. Exactly. Bring them back from the dead. Brandy would literally sell her sons for a full-time role. But Kyle was stuck with Garcelle. And who would have thought? I mean, I think that just goes hand in hand. The two girls are going to fight for the spot. They clash because they're so similar. And it really doesn't surprise me that she would have said Kyle. You know, it was funny to see in the episode how she talked and showed her vibrator and was like, my son found my vibrator in my bed. Because do you remember when I talked to her about multiple orgasms on the red carpet? Here it is. Always. Folks. Here it is, folks. The biggest misconception about the female Oh, Yeah. That. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we can have more than one. In a row. Oh. I'm sorry, that's hogwash. And in the movies, where it's like one after the other, like 50 shades, I'm like, that's such a... It can't happen to certain girls. We don't know them. Yeah, I'm like, I've never met them. We don't know those girls. But do we, though? Do we know the girls who have more than one? Are they hiding under the books that Garcelle bought for her son? No, they're the Wuhan bat personified. And this is why when I interviewed her at the girls trip red carpet and she said these very words, I should have known, I should have pulled a Notre Dame and known, cut to 2020, she would be taking over Bravo, like the one woman monopoly she is. Just from the orgasm chat alone. Totally. I'm here for her. I love it. I'm here for it. Let's dig into Sutton. Because I think you're not into Sutton with her Aramis bags. And she literally looks like she's going to the Kentucky Derby every other second. I just feel like she has such an attitude. Now, I've never met her. I've never actually even seen her at an event. And I know you have. I have. And I honestly think she's an angel. She's a gem. Very sweet. She has this era of like hospitality. Uh, 
Yeah, she's lovely in person. Lovely. <gasps> so were lovely. you shocked to see her on the show be so uptight? Totally. And I think she's probably just like getting into her own and becoming comfortable because on the show, she was, she, I mean, in person, she couldn't have been kinder, sweeter, totally answered my questions. And I was scared I'd have to go about it in like a roundabout way because it was, I signed an NDA, literally sold my soul to Bravo, but she was so kind and I was just really surprised and happy. Uh- Interesting. Mm-hmm. Here's my next question for you. Okay. Because one of our listeners chimed in because I did a little poll ski and asked, you know, who are you guys excited to hear about? Because we're going to be talking about this. And a few people said they're kind of like getting over Erica Jane. I've met her a trillion times. I agree with that. You're over it. Here's the thing about Erica. And I know you've had different experiences with Erica, but from my experiences... She on the show is the most candid out there girl ever. She will strip. She'll perform. She will say it like it is. But I don't think she lives up to that at all in person. Because every time I've interviewed her where I've tried getting tea from her, she is so quiet. Every time I brought up Lisa Vanderpump, she was like, I don't know. You'll have to watch. I will say that about Erica. She, that girl. So short answers. So short answered. Like she's very to herself. Mm -hmm. She's a hard ass bitch like in this episode when Sutton was talking about how she and she like got Erica because they're like southern gals who don't take any shit which I actually didn't know that about southern girls I thought they were like peachy keen like I didn't realize they were such tough ass bitches but Erica is like that in real life like this girl is like trying to get through a fucking brick wall to talk to her no and, seriously and, and you're she's the bo- actually yeah. chatty about her husband i've had those experiences i've asked him about her um his legal drama and she will go into a five-page thesis uh, reading me his legal documents inviting me to the trial like she is so open <gasps> but then whenever i ask about her girlfriends about this about that about drama on the show even about her broadway play she is the most mum one word answers no. mm-hmm. even if it's an event for her the launch of her makeup line really an event about her show i've literally talked to this girl like every tuesday at five o'clock like it's just <gasps> on my schedule and she literally is not a talker in person and it's just so funny because her persona on the show is the opposite so you'll bring up her legal troubles and then you're judge judy in her court case basically she literally will like take me out to cocktails and like vent all about her husband like i honestly just don't understand she's a tough ass bitch in real life i will say though every time i see her so i have a similar thing with her you know her husband tom girardi who's a very famous lawyer he's like a million years old and like has resurrected two times already and i've had whatever this is a whole for a whole other day let's just say the guy in my life is a lot older than i am he's like twice my age it's such a la cliche whatevs we're best besties and so every time I talk to Erica I talk to her about him and she literally will be breastfeeding me giving me advice braiding my hair every time she sees me she'll be like how's it going with him like I understand because it's hard and we'll talk all about the age gap thing and she always is like listen if it works for you it works for you because there's so much that comes with it and I wish they showed him more on the show because I do think they have a really funny dynamic and there's so much that comes with being in a relationship that's a huge age gap and it, it's so nice to confide in her I'm like no one else gets me Help. no that's cute but I honestly think it works for her because she's so independent and strong and badass and fierce that like she probably doesn't want somebody to like cook dinner every night to be home to be that housewife yeah. role and Tom leaves her alone I feel like they respect yeah. each other I feel like they have a mutual understanding I mean she's been open about her sex life I'm pretty sure she's had threesomes and she like does yeah. whatever she wants so I feel like in a way it's an open marriage I 
wouldn't exactly say it is, but I honestly think they have like an agreement, like underlying understanding. And honestly, if that works for them, bravo, bravo. Well, before the Wuhan bat hypnotized us into a coma that's never ending, right before this all happened, I covered the Super Tuesday event in West Hollywood at the Abbey and her husband was there and he hit on me. He hit on me. That's so funny. It was so funny. I was standing there and this man just grazes my shoulder and I turn around. It's fucking Tom Girardi. And this guy is literally wearing a diaper and he's still like... Confident as fuck. As hell. He literally looks at me and he's like, oh, I never mind bumping into a pretty girl. I look at him. I'm like, it's Tom Girardi. And I'm like, oh, Tom, you just made my day. You can meet to me all day, Tom Girardi. You and your wife, like, love you both. It's just so funny. So funny. Yeah. So Erica is that. And yeah, I don't know. I don't really care about Dorit. Lisa Rena is notorious. I don't really care about Dorit. No, Lisa Rena is like notorious (laughs) for... for not doing interviews. I've talked to her before and she's been very short and like, oh honey, you know, I just remembered I can't do this and like would walk away. Her rep is like a hard ass. So it makes perfect sense. So I'll tell you later. I was like trying to like mouth you, like, like telepathically tell you the name of her publicist. Oh, um, Emily's like being a mime and I'm like too slow. Well, that's why I said still for it. So, um, I love how you just went over Dorit. Like you were playing hopscotch. <laughs> no, like we can dig into Dorit. PK. PK, I, f- I fucking love Dorit because she, every time I interview her, she acts like there is nothing wrong in her life. She no. acts like she is the moon. He is the stars. Like they are just, they literally remind me of Ozark. Have you seen Ozark? Like you, you I think you saw one I watched episode. the pilot because I had to interview Laura Linney and then I was scared. It was, it's so dark. It's basically about this normal ass couple who ends up like money laundering for the drug cartel and like, you know, and like they just, that's their life. Everything's hunky dory. And I feel like Doreen and PK are like living on Saturn's rings, taking a trip to no. Pluto, like totally oblivious that they can both be in jail. Like, I don't know if they think they're just immune to it. God bless them. She is always happy, pretty, sassy, gorgeous. No. And my friend Austin actually went to her, op- one of her open houses. Just to see her I, house. I remember that. <laughs> no, like Iconic. She, she is like Valium personified. 100%. So go to do your thing. Go Dorit. Live, no, laugh, but, love yeah. Dorit. Don't care about the accent. Throw it on us. Lay it on thick. Go for it, sis. Go for it. Absolutely. But wait, you started talking about Rena. Rena. Now, Rena's really interesting because like you brought up before, this bitch is such an interesting little dichotomy, that one. Oh, I'm fascinated by her. I want to do a case study on her. Case study. Because the thing is, she, this girl, she said it. She will do anything to make a buck. Will do anything to be famous anything she's even like sold her daughters out like i know for a fact they sold a pilot or they like not sold a pilot they filmed like a sizzle reel for a pilot for a spin-off show starring her daughters like whatever you can do a dollar makes her holler i wouldn't put it past lisa renna to like take snippets of chris jenner's hair do some kind of seance hex and try to be them and her family the next day because she will be the first to admit she will do anything to be famous but she will not do interviews I am shocked that you talked to her the time you did. Because the one and only time. The one and only time because I have been at so many events. Here's what she does. It's the same MO every time. She'll show up with, I saw her once with Delilah Bell. I saw her once, I think, with Amelia and then once or a few times with Harry Hamlin. She'll show up, pose like the whole world is watching. And she'll be like first. Like she's there on time. Oh, totally. Yeah. Nowhere to she be. She has time. Oh, yeah. Nowhere to be. Nothing to do. Take in the scenery. And then she'll walk right by you like you're a flea. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. Like, you know, she doesn't want to do interviews, whatever. It's like she's used to it. But yeah, I mean, I know our friend Lene, um, who works for Hollywood Life, like literally had to like talk to her publicist ahead of time, like organize a whole plan, like put it into motion in order to do one interview with Lisa Rena at BravoCon. So literally this woman is untouchable. I approached her and she started talking for a minute and then literally realized she couldn't and walked away. Like very sassy, fine. I expected that, but I honestly was just in a state of shock that I even spoke to her because it was the one and only time and I've been around the block doing this a while. Hell yeah, sis. Meanwhile, Harry Hamlin is stoned like camping in his own backyard and making pie crust. Love him. Same. He'll do an interview any day, anytime. Oh, he that's a thing on the carpet, which is so funny because Harry's like down for the cause because like what else is he doing with his life? And Lisa like drags him along like a puppet and he just like goes for it too. That's honestly like all the housewives' husbands I've noticed. Like Ken Todd literally will tell me like Lisa's running off the carpet and he's like, she's so depressed about her brother. She hates the housewives. They're all Ken bullying like her. That. And I'm like, Ken. And then she's like, darling, darling. And Ken is like, it's just awful. They're all bullies. Like, literally he will go... Like, me and Ken are drinking hot chocolate, braiding each other's hair, having a sleepover party before Lisa realizes that we are best friends, like, about to, like, get married. It's so true. It's, like, so cute, though, because Ken is, like, her spokesperson. Like, he's here for the cause all day. Like, literally, he will sit and tell you their life story, and Lisa's nowhere to be seen. But, like, Ken will elaborate until you have everything you need and more. I think probably going back to Rena really quickly, because you and I have both, like, sat on Lisa Vanderpump's lap while Jiggy like feeds us grapes. I actually have a funny thing with Lisa Renna. This is probably like the closest contact besides washing like the back of her head on a red carpet, the back of her like 80s hairdo that's never left our vision. She, just before this all happened, there was a Powerpuff Girls um, runway show. I interviewed Megan Trainer there and Delilah was in the show. I am trying, because already Corona's starting and I'm like, bro, am I trying to sit in a crowded fashion show with people on my lap, like, no, thank you. This was in a tight space. It's like very crowded and people are sweating. I'm actively trying to not be seated in the show. I'm like, I want to be in the back. I want to be where the wine is going to be poured as soon as this is over. I want to be where the spicy tuna is like, get me out of here. So me and Abby, who is a uh, reporter at another magazine are l- actively standing in the back trying not to get chosen. Next thing I know, this producer on the show with her headset comes up to me in a rampage, literally grabs my wrist, and she's like, We need you as a seat filler right here. And I'm like, Oh, for fuck's sake. Like the one time I was trying to not be seen, she sits me in the very first row. Literally, I'm touching toes with Lisa Renan. This always Hamlin. happens to you with celebrities. You literally are on Chrissy Teigen's lap at the Emmys. No. Like, why? No, why? So, so yeah. it was so funny because I was across from them and Delilah walked out and Lisa didn't know it was her. And she started like, scre- like Delilah walks out and ha- Harry Hamlin is like in a trance is always just like watching. And then after Delilah walks by, Lisa's like, was that my daughter? Like tapping everyone around her. She's like, wait, that was Delilah. That was my daughter. And she missed her God own daughter. Bless her. God bless God her. God bless Elisa Rena moment. And it was so funny. I was like, wow, she just missed the one reason she was here for. Okay. Love it. Live it. Same. Bless her. Bless her. And let's jump into Vanderpump. Okay. Because... Literally every time I interview this woman, she knows me. I know her. I know. I'm not kidding, you guys. I've interviewed her at Tom Tom at Pump and Sir many times. And literally, we sit down and she asks the like bartender to bring us a bottle of rosé. We have glasses of wine and just chat. I have literally 20-minute interviews with her. Like, she is the most chatty Kathy. Like, 
or I mean, she she'll be mum, but you can always coax it out of her. You can always get her to spill the actual tea. And honestly, she's a doll. I feel like she's my cool grandma or my like older aunt. And I know her makeup artist well. Like he is a gem. Like Lisa, honestly, is a smart ass woman. She owns twenty nine restaurants. She is amazing. And it's so funny because my mom had a doctor's appointment in Beverly Hills. And she's like, where should I have lunch? I'm like, I don't know, like wherever you want. She walks into this restaurant, texts me, oh my God, I'm at this really nice restaurant. I'm having a great Greek salad. It's all white and chandelier I'm like, wait, are you a Villa Blanca? She's like, oh my God, I am. Like, we just don't care about celebrities because we yeah. live in LA. My mom literally accidentally walks into like Villa Blanca. And honestly, Lisa's a superstar. She doesn't need the housewives. She is an entrepreneur, badass bitch. And that's the tea, that's the sitch. I have to say this. I have to say this though, because everyone always wants to go to her restaurants, tourists, you know, oh, when they come oh, I know here, what you're, I know what's coming. Are they ready for it? You guys brace yourselves. Okay. Both times I've eaten at Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants. My best friend for the next 24 hours was my toilet. This is a story I've literally no. heard from multiple people. <laughs> a story heard around the world. Food poisoning galore. I'm so just saying. She needs to tweak something in that menu of hers. But another thing I do want to add about Lisa, this is interesting. I have some sources who work at TomTom, who work at Pump, sir. What I'm hearing from people, and I don't know if this is true. This is just what I'm hearing. So I don't want to like, you know, rub this the wrong way. But I'm hearing that she really hasn't been in touch with her employees at all during this time of Corona. Interesting. Yeah. And she hasn't checked in. I know that the Toms, Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz from Vanderpump Rules gave their staff like a $50,000 like stipend. Um, yeah, that was sweet. But I've heard that like they're taking command and Lisa is totally taking the backseat has not been communicating again. That could be hearsay, but that's what I've heard from a server. Yeah. there. So interesting about that. Maybe she just, I don't know. I've I, always had lovely experiences with her. Oh, 100%. And she's a philanthropist. That dog thing. Literally my mom bought a ticket to the dog gala. Like, I remember when you went like, for clients fun. went, I was like, like intern went. No, I remember that. We thought it was, it was a groundbreaking moment between the blondes because I was like, Emily, you are going to a housewives like reality star event for fun. No, we couldn't get over it. This is the funniest part because I also do PR guys. I've talked about that. One of my clients is like really wants to like get closer to Lisa because she really wants to be on the housewife someday. God bless her. Oh. And like Lisa, it's end of the night, super drunk, talking to Pandora and all my client wanted was to get a picture with her. So I literally take my client up to Lisa. I'm like, Lisa, this is blah. like, you have to meet her. She's such a doll. And Lisa's like, oh, hello. And like, they have a picture together and Lisa looks trashed. Pandora is hammered. Like they're both holding dogs that are sliding out of their hands. And there's my <laughs> client in the middle, like makeup, no. perfect hair perfect ready for her shining star moment so god bless them you know i have to say though i hope that lisa takes care of her employees because she literally has swans and geese and horses and apes in her yard like this whole petting zoo she's hella rich like she's really rich so she better take care of those peeps in this time amen sister friend but i actually pull i have similar experience with you with lvp and I pulled the last time I interviewed her, it was like Christmas time. I pulled the bend, the infamous bend we talked about last time with Stacey Dash when I pulled it at the luncheon. Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, the squat. The squat. Yeah, I'm sorry, the squat. Yeah, like the bend and snap. <laughs> she went with Ken and Jiggy to this ghetto event downtown. I wonder how much she's being paid. Just to paint the picture, I got out of my car. And there was a homeless person shitting themselves 
in the stairwell for me to get from my car to I the event. I love that for you. So that's just like paints the picture of where it was. It was downtown. And it's, I can't even remember the name of the event. It's like the blah, blah, blah awards. And all these people were supposed to go. And the most A-list was Lisa. And she's sitting in the front row because she they won like best reality show or something. She didn't do any interviews. It was like a total clusterfuck. There really was no red carpet. It was just like an abyss downtown. So I'm like, you know what? It's LVP. I'm just going to roll. Like I'll pretend I'm Jiggy's caretaker or whatever. So I go up to the front row, pull the squat. And I'm just like, Lisa, can I talk to you? Do you mind? I'm with Us Weekly. Same thing as you. Like she's drinking wine. Jiggy is like putting cornrows in my hair. Ken is like bending over me, like has me on his shoulders. And like next thing I know, my feet are numb because I'm squatting for literally 15 minutes because Lisa like talked that whole time. And you don't want to stop her. Like, and honestly, even if she doesn't talk, she'll talk. Like I was at this event um, in June 2019 and she said she wasn't doing interviews. Well, guess what? I followed the bitch upstairs and guess who broke? the story Same that thing. she was leaving housewives me i literally got that audio went into a stairwell connected sure. to my bluetooth wrote it up filed it boom pop exclusive thank you lvp and next it's like so funny because whenever people are like oh like on apps if you're writing if you're like applying to freelance somewhere if you're preparing a resume i get asked a lot like oh like what stories they broken i'm like <laughs> let me tell you no. like they're always about reality stars like i know about ari season of the bachelor and they're like they're like but like come again no so I actually think it's funny because we talk about how LVP will talk to you for a century, but I kind of find a parallel between her and the other queen of not only reality TV, but of media and interviews and working the press, Kim Kardashian. So I feel like with both of these women, I don't know about you, they will talk to you until your hair has gone gray, until your tits are sagging to the ground. But then you go back and you listen to it and you're like, I feel like they kind of just talked in circles and made me feel special, but nothing was actually said in this. The media geniuses have perfected this master's degree PhD where they literally tell you everything and you realize when you're you're interviewing them, oh my God, this is solid gold. And you transcribe it and it's fluff. There is maybe one quote in there. And let me tell you, this is not by accident. Oh, like, am I lying? It's just, it's a phenomenon that needs to be addressed. A phenomenon. So that's an interesting little tidbit. So I feel like we left the last two that people are most curious about for last. Dun, 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 dun. Andy Cohen's two balls. No. Denise Richards. Denise and Kyle. Denise was, an, I think, a fabulous addition to the housewives. I think she was a born ready housewife. And honestly, she has been also great in all my interviews. She's also super relaxed. Like, I know that she, you know, it can be a little much on the show, but I've seen her at events where she literally just takes her shoes off, holds them around, walks around, like does it all. Like she is amazing. She has a child with special needs. I do think that makes her more like sympathetic. And honestly, I think she's fab. I am a fan. And yeah, I mean, I just think she was like born to be a housewife. I also will say I overheard her having a conversation with the producer while they were filming like at another event I was at this year. And she was saying how she didn't want to go to Rome on the cast trip because she was having a lot of drama with someone. So I do know that there's tension with her down the line. I think she and Lisa Rina are feuding. But anyway, I will probably be team Denise. I feel like if I were a housewife, I would be Denise. This girl has her hair in a bun. She has no makeup. She has her feet in the sand of Malibu. She's wearing cutoffs. 
This lady does not give a shit. She gets it. She gets it. Meanwhile, all these women hire 20, 100 people just to go down the block, to go to Erewhon, to do their hair and makeup and facelift and occasional Botox. I mean, it's absurd. This girl is like arguably the most famous and she cares the least. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Don't leave us, bitch. You are the saving grace of the show. Because she actually has a career. She's act- she's like Lisa Vanderpump. She's actually somebody yeah. who doesn't need this. It's kind of just a supplement to her life to be like, oh, what the fuck? Next adventure. But wait, tell me about interviewing her because I only saw her. It was when she first joined the Housewives. So now every reporter knows this who does entertainment reporting. Um, you can attest to this. When I feel like they must have some sort of contract with Andy Cohen and Bravo to make the rounds because when a new season is about to come out and especially when there's a new cast member, you will see these girls at red carpets that are so unrelated to the housewives, like leading up to it so they can talk about the show. You literally are like, am I in a parallel universe? Like, is this inception? You're like, how are they at this red carpet? I feel like that happens a lot, not with housewives for me, but well, sometimes I see Kyle everywhere, but for Vanderpump Rules and for The Bachelor, they throw these people onto every movie premiere. You can possibly find every restaurant opening in Los Angeles. They are there. They are proud. Corinne Olympios is front row. And that's happened a zillion times. Like cannonball straight in there. Maybe the one carpet I saw Denise at is right before she joined Housewives last year. She was, pro- she was um, promoting this like obscure indie movie that she was in. And I didn't get to interview her, sadly, because the only interview she gave was like Entertainment Tonight or something. So I've never interviewed her, but... I'm curious to know, is she like how she is on the show? Totally. Very candid, very sweet. I got everything I needed from her. She was a short interview. She gets it. I'm a fan. She gets it. We also didn't talk about Teddy. I feel like she gets left behind. shit. Teddy's another one you can literally interview her and she'll tell you exactly how her baby was made, exactly her fitness routine. She is just the easiest interview ever. Her toenail clippings. So I mean, there's really not much to say about this lady. Eating her, eating her own placenta, like you name it. No, except I'm really close to her facialist. He's just a gem. But honestly, there is really not much to report there. I think she's like a regular house mom who also has a, like she's a fitness entrepreneur. She has a company. So she also doesn't need this. Like she is not clawing for fame like Lisa and Kyle. It's so funny though, because with her and Erica, their businesses exploded after being on the show. And beforehand it was like, oh honey, are you, like, are you a waitress at IHOP? And now it's like all of a sudden, I mean, Teddy, obviously, because her dad is John Mellencamp. I feel like they just literally bursted into the, Bravo stratosphere after joining because Teddy's company was so microscopic and now it's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that on that. And that's that on that. Kyle. Now, Kyle, I feel like, wait, can we agree we both love her? Love Kyle. Love, obsessed. It's so odd to me that people are so split on her. I adore Kyle. Same. And I also think she comes from a great family. If y'all don't know, she is related to the Hiltons. And Kathy Hilton is our non-biological grandmother. She is a joy. She is at every event, snapping photos of us, chatting with us, catching up with us. Like, she has known us forever. Paris is the same way. They are both dolls. But literally, every time I talk to them, they literally talk to me like, it's just been a while and we're catching up. I remember when we were... So, they're all tight with the designer, Rachel Zoe, and you and I were at a Rachel Zoe launch party and Kyle was there with her daughter Farah and Kathy Hilton was there and Paris was there and I remember I was talking to Kyle and Farah about how tight they are and how I'm so close with my mom and how I'm so sad because my mom is 
across the country and how they're always together and yada yada. Next thing I know, Kathy Hilton is taking photos of us, Emily, like me, you, and another reporter friend on her personal cell phone. She's like, girls, just get together and pose. I'm like, I'm okay. Like our faces are on Kathy Hilton's. No, we're not lying. We have been inside Kathy Hilton's bedroom, inside her bathroom, (laughs) in her house, in her makeup counter, on vacation with her to Bali. It is real. So yeah, I think Kyle comes from a good family. She also lost her mom at a young age. I'm not like bringing on all the waterworks, y'all, but like I like to see how these people act because of things in their life. And I think Kyle is genuinely like a good wife, genuinely a good mom. Shout out to my neighbor, Desiree, who has a fat crush on, um, what's his name, Mauricio. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I think Kyle is just a gem. I'm really a fan, never not been a fan. She chats. She's like, you kind of have to warm her up sometimes, especially with the LVP stuff. She was actually really depressed and wouldn't talk for a while. But it all probably was a game. So that's that. Yeah. Like I love Kyle because for someone who's was born and raised in Beverly Hills, I have to say reality star celebrity across the board. She is the most candid ass bitch. Like she will. She's so like honest and real. I feel like she doesn't care about going there. She's down to earth. She, she kind of like breaks the fourth wall and like we do like pokes fun at like being in Beverly Hills and the whole like hoopla of it and the whole thing. And I just feel like she's super cool. Like, I feel like when I'm with her, it's like you're hanging out with, like, your cool aunt. Except, as candid as she is, she knew about Kylie Jenner's baby, and she did not say anything. Because she was at the Kardashian Christmas party when Kylie was pregnant. Tea. Oh, shit. Well, here's a little bit of tea, too. Because people, someone also wrote in to us asking to talk if we know anything about she and her husband, because they're so lovey-dovey on the show. They've been together for a million and one years, and there's always stuff going around that he's not faithful and da 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 and this, that, and the other thing. And I actually had this funny interaction with her where I asked how they keep the sex life hot. And here is what this lady had to say of all the things. Being fit is really important. And I know the things that make my husband like extra attractive. We like, we go skiing. There's days I want to stay home and read a book, but I'm like, I know when I go skiing, my husband really extra lucky that day. So I do those really? things. Yes. I thought like, you were going to be like, I hot tub. Like, no, no. I can get whatever I want for my husband if I get, get on that mountain and hit the slopes. I mean, skiing, that's what gets this man excited. It's a ski suit. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm skiing, I literally look like a giant Willy Wonka raccoon (laughs) going down the mountain in a bright purple ski thing. I look a zillion times heavier and all I want to do is strip all my layers off, massage my feet, not talk to anybody and then eat pizza. So the fact that her husband can get turned on by sweaty feet and seven layers of clothing, God bless you. I am the Pillsbury Doughboy. And she's like, I know I can get my husband hot if I just throw on the skis outfit and hit the slopes. Like I can get my husband to do anything. I'm she might be girl. one of those legging girls on the slopes. And I've seen the legging girls. They're oh, fucking freezing their asses sad. off while I'm wearing 17 layers of thermals. But uh, yeah, I can totally see her being like a legging girl. I also think it's interesting because when they talk about people and we also interact with them. So like kind of like the Tom Girardi thing earlier, how he like hit on me at an event. And like we kind of, they allude to him on the show. He's not on it that much. And same thing with the Mauricio thing. Another thing with um, Denise is Charlie Sheen. And they, it's so funny to me because I mean, he's tabloid fodder always, but even on the show, like they'll be like, oh, like, you know, was, I was married to Charlie Sheen. Like I can handle anything. The guy's like unhinged. He's a nutcase, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And people are fascinated by Charlie Sheen. I have to tell you, I have interviewed this man and he is the sweetest man. 
he is, I got him at this charity baseball event last year on the side, like right before he hit the field. He took his time. He was thoughtful with his answers. He was articulate. He talked us. I actually ended up running the story us weekly who I was there for. Um, cause he talked about how he's like a glorified chauffeur, like a glorified Uber driver for his teenage daughters. Like how he's taking care of his health. Sweetest man. I was shocked. He's been through it. I feel like he's really had a come to Jesus moment. He went to rehab. Like he probably saw a bunch of people there. They all prayed. They all did Kumbaya together. I'm sure Amanda Bynes was there. Maybe he tapped shoulders or played chess with Lindsay Lohan. And he is good. Like he pierced Amanda Bynes' nose. And here he is today, and he's a lovely man, and that's that. I feel like it's kind of interesting. Our, I feel like our takeaway from this is maybe the people who have been through it are the best at working the press, at talking. I mean, right? Like LVP, Whoa. Kyle. Whoa. Meanwhile, you have like the Dorits and Erica Janes who are like on Mars and like can't work the press. Jesus F. Kyle, who lost her mom. Right. Denise, who has a special needs daughter. Lisa, who lost her brother and her mom. I think her mom. Definitely her brother. And um, yeah, I mean, these people who have maybe like actually lived real lives are the ones who are the most candid and who are the most kind and the most real because they've actually been through it and they're not airheads with their maze bags. And have street cred in this business too. And you and I always say that. Like the bigger picture is like, you'll get Merrill, you'll get Clooney, you'll get Hanks. Delightful. But then you'll get so-and-so's pinky toe, who's the latest member of the Vanderpump Rules, below deck, whatever the fuck. And literally they think they are the hottest shit since the Wuhan bat. And it's like, sweetie, no one's talking about you. Like, calm down. It's just so funny how it's so opposite in this, in this town. Totally. Totally. I agree with you. You know what I mean? Glorified. It's just, it's a, it's a phenomenon. That's all I can say about it. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. Yeah. So we just wanted to like break that wall with you guys. Take TV into your bedrooms, into your vanity, and just tell you the stories about who these people really are and what they're really like. Yeah. And at the end of the day, honey, you are the real housewives of your kitchen. You are the real housewives of your quarantine. Keep that shit up because we are watching. We are here for it. And one day you might just be a Lisa Renna, you know, stomping all over us on the carpet while her stone husband makes pie and follows. Stay out there. Hold hope. Never lose hope for Real Housewives of Iowa, Real Housewives of Ohio, Real Housewives of Nebraska. It might happen one day. So I want you to hold on to that dream. Dream on. Hit up Andy Cohen. Do your thing. I cannot wait for Real Housewives of Kentucky to premiere. I dreamed a dream.